Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Hi and welcome to episode 68 of the UK Travel Planner Podcast. In this podcast, I thought I would chat about how to find the best place in London for your stay. Now, I know that is a quite a kind of um, topical question. It's something that we are asked constantly in the Facebook group and I often receive emails asking us basically the question, where is the best place to stay in London? Um, obviously, that is going to vary depending on quite a few different things that are relevant to you personally. But really, I thought in this episode, it would be a good idea to give you some easy steps to help you select the best area to stay in London for you. And also just give a kind of brief overview of um, the main areas that we recommend. I will say that on our websites, UKTravelPlanning.com and LondonTravelPlanning.com, we have got detailed area guides and options of accommodation for each of those areas, dependent on your budget. So do pop over. I will put a link in the show notes to those um, guides. Uh, They're very detailed. And uh, once you've basically got an idea of which area you would like to stay in, um, you know, pop over, look at the relevant guide. um, And you say we've got lots of different accommodation options for you to have a look at. Okay, so the thing that I will say, which is really my top tip for this is you don't want to stay outside of London. Really, you don't. It's just too much hassle getting in and out of the city every day. Um, you know, if you think about this, you're paying a lot for your trip to London, you know, and I know I totally get this, that the accommodation in London will probably be the most expensive part of your trip. It certainly is. It always makes me gulp a bit. Um, I'm, I'm quite lucky in that we do have friends in London that we occasionally stay with as well. But, you know, we also do stay in the city itself. So, I guess what I want to say is consider this. It's like, do you want to spend your days traveling in and out of London on public transport? Probably not. Um, When you've been out and about all day sightseeing, you know, what do you want to do? I know I want to get back to my hotel, my accommodation and just relax. I do not want to get myself on a tube, on a train and outside, outside of London or have a lot of walking to do or jump on three different buses or whatever. You know, I want to get back to my accommodation. So really think about that. Also, to be honest, it will add to your experience if you're staying in London and like the central, I'm not talking about really zone one here. If you're staying in the central area of London, um, because you, you know, walking distance to lots and lots of different places depend on the area that you stay in. So, you know, soak up the atmosphere, go to the restaurants, walk around, enjoy it. Um, you know, so so choose choose an area that, um, yeah, obviously it will fit your budget, but in central London, that's really what I highly recommend. So what are the four easy steps that I recommend to help you select the best area to stay in London? So the first thing, obviously, is you need to think about your budget. Um, So, you know, are you looking for a luxury hotel, a boutique hotel, or are you going to be more budget conscious? You know, obviously, I will say you need to budget uh, more for your accommodation in London than anywhere else. Edinburgh is also pretty pricey at certain times of year, but you can find options. Uh, whether you're looking for a luxury stay, family-friendly accommodation, or best value budget as well, there you know there are different uh, options. 
So what I would say, though, is you've got to consider as well when you are going to be arriving in London. So prices obviously going to vary due to the demand. So you're going to expect the highest rates during sort of May, June, July, late September, October, during the Christmas period. Those are when school holidays are on in the UK. So, um, you know, Easter time, I should have mentioned Easter. Easter time, end of May is a school holiday, June, July. August, those are the times where lots and lots and lots of tourists are arriving um, in London. So if you are planning to visit, you know, over the summer months, you know, you're going to pay higher prices. Um, And also school holidays are on in Europe and in the UK. So it's extremely busy. You know, September is also becoming really uh, more popular now as a time to visit. October, there's again school holidays last week and obviously the Christmas period and over the new year. Those are really expensive times. So prices will go up. There's more demand during those times of year. So really kind of, I suppose, from spring through to kind of, you know, early fall, autumn um, and then the Christmas period. So, you know, it is expect to pay more. That's if you're traveling at those times, it's going to cost you more. So um, really, you can budget around, I guess, £75 for budget accommodation. Outside of the peak terms, that's what I would say. It's kind of a ballpark figure. £150 plus really per night for a three-star hotel in Zone 1. Um, that would be mid-range accommodation. And obviously, for luxury accommodation, you can just, the sky's the limit, you can, you can pay a lot. Uh, yes, there's some beautiful hotels in London, uh, um, very expensive hotels in London. So really, again, it's when you are putting together the budget for your trip, you know, consider the accommodation in London so that you give yourself, a, you know, a reasonable amount of wriggle room, I guess. And then I guess the next thing is really consider which area of London best suits your needs. And, I, you know, I totally get this. If you don't know London, if this is your first trip to London, how do you choose an area? So I will be talking about that in a bit. I think consider, you know, where are you going to be arriving into and departing from in London? So you've got obviously there's five major airports surrounding London. So which airport will you be arriving in? Because obviously you want to get from the airport to your hotel. You know, are you going to be traveling onwards via train? So are you going to, to France? Are you going to catch the um, Eurostar over to Paris? Or are you going to go to Amsterdam? Are you going to be traveling up to Scotland? Are you going to go to York and Edinburgh? Are you going to go, you know, what other you know trips are you planning to take from London? Or are you just going to be based in London and want to take day trips out? So consider... Um, that you want to be near a transport hub, I would always, always recommend that you stay near a tube station. Really, really, within walking distance, five minutes of a tube station. Because as I say again, once you've been traipsing around London all day, you do not want to spend half an hour walking back to your accommodation. I mean, you might want to. I know I don't. After a long day of walking. So, you know, get yourself near a tube station. It will get you, you know, quicker around the city. Yeah, obviously things like, you know, you're looking for a, a family-friendly area, or do you want something with a bit more lively nightlife, or do you want to be near certain, like certain attractions or sporting events, or within walking distance of theatres? So again, it's kind of which area is going to be best for you. What will suit your needs? So once you've decided on the area, and as I say, I will talk about each of the different areas that we kind of recommend and who the best suit and some of the um, attractions in each of those areas in a bit. But once you've decided which area you like, then start looking at the accommodation options. So again, consider how close it is to the tube for transport links. You know, you don't want to be having to get like a, a you know tube and then onto a mainland train and then onto a bus and then onto uh, have to walk. And I've seen this honestly. I have 
you know, it adds to costs anyway, because it takes away time from your trip and it adds to costs because you've got to get the transport there and back. Again, I will just recommend that if something like air conditioning is important to you, a lift elevator is important, make sure that you do check um, that those are available. Also, I guess another thing to consider is, um, you know, what time can you drop your luggage off? Because if you're arriving at Heathrow at 6.30am in the morning and you can't drop your luggage off until 3 in the afternoon, um, you know, you need to consider what are you going to do with your luggage? Um, obviously, a hotel, you can 99.9% of the time, you can just drop it off with them. But it is worth considering. So, yeah, so think about you know, what is it that you want from a hotel? And obviously, I mean, we use booking.com for, and we have done for years to book our accommodation. And obviously you can check those things off. So that's the accommodation options, which um, meet your criteria come up when you do a search. And so obviously the next thing to do is is book it. Um, Once you've chosen, um, you know, there's a wide range uh, of accommodation options in London. You've got hotels, you've got apartments, there's guest houses, you know, that you could look at. Obviously, booking.com, there's a VRBO, there's Plum Guide. There's lots of different accommodation uh, providers that you can go through to find the relevant accommodation for you. Um, I tend to book with free cancellation. I use booking.com for that. I like free con- uh, cancellation um, because you just never know what might happen. And, you know, you pay and that's it. You know, you've paid your money and no cancellation and something happens. But- so, you know, if it's your first time visit to London and you're unfamiliar or unsure of the location of the various areas, I do have an actual map that goes with the guide on the website. So I would suggest you have a look at that just to familiarise yourself anyway with the different the different areas. But so the next part of the podcast, I'm actually going to go through our favourite areas that we stay in. I've got kind of three areas that I we generally choose when we go to stay in London. Um, So I'll talk about those three. I'm not actually going to recommend various accommodations uh, on hotels in this podcast because honestly, you know, I don't know what your budget is. I don't know what your travel style is. You know, you might be traveling solo. You might be traveling as a family of 10. I don't know. I do have articles for those. But I think the best thing to do, as I say, is to to take a listen and see which area kind of resonates with you and then pop over to the website and have a look, look through, maybe give yourself a couple of ideas and then choose one of those areas that you go, right, okay, that's that's where we're going to stay. That's the one that appeals to us. Okay, so the first area that I'm going to talk about, basically around Covent Garden. So looking at Covent Garden, Charing Cross and Trafalgar Square area. So now this area, really, if it's your first time in London, this is a perfect area to stay in. It's great if you've got um, older children, um, you're a theatre lover, um, you love shops. It's one of my favourite areas in London. It's one I always recommend people visit anyway. Definitely go to have a look around Covent Garden if you're not staying in that area. But that Covent Garden, it really is an area that's got everything. It's, you know, there's beautiful market there. You've got theatres, restaurants, uh, shoppings, shopping, shoppings, shopping and much more. So, um, you know, there's a, it's a really lovely area pleasant neighborhood feel yes it is a popular area um i'm not going to deny that it is but it's just lovely and it's oh christmas is amazing at Com garden in fact any time of year is lovely at Com garden so there's a tube station there that will connect you to locations all over the capital you know i will just say about Covent garden tube station is that if it's got a lift uh, or a lot of steps 
but you can walk to Leicester Square Station, which isn't very far away either, or Holborn, which um, we use quite often. But, you know, really, you're close to Leicester Square, Embankment, Trafalgar Square. They're very easy to get to from Covent Garden. You've got the Royal Opera House, London Transport Museum. Um, so lots of things on your doorstep. So it really is a lovely area. The, I guess the cons of staying in Covent Garden is that it is busy. It is a busy area to stay in. And accommodation can be more costly in the Covent Garden area because you've got hotels like Savoy, Waldorf Hilton in that area. But, you know, gorgeous, gorgeous place to stay. So I highly recommend that. So if it's your first time to London and you want to kind of be, you know, you're into theatre, you like shops, like restaurants, um, you want to be in a great place that's uh, walking distance, a lot of uh, attractions, then, you know, look at that Covent Garden area. Um, I stayed in the Covent Garden Holborn uh, last year and this year, actually, stayed in that area and found it really easy to get around London. And I just love the restaurants around that area as well. So so um, Covent Garden, Charing Cross, that kind of area, my first recommendation. The second area that I recommend is um, South Bank, uh, Bankside, uh, around there. So uh, you've got, um, you know, Waterloo Station. Uh, you've got, it's just, a, it's a lovely uh, area to stay in. I actually stayed uh, in South Bank in uh, April this year, very close to the London Eye. It's a great area. Uh, you know, for like art and culture, foodies. It's a great place to stay in London at Christmas because you've got the markets near there. So, you know, it's it's a lovely, lovely place to stay. You've got Shakespeare's Globe. And obviously I've mentioned a few times there, the London Eye, which I always go on when I'm in London. I absolutely love the views from the London Eye over Westminster, Big Ben. So it's, you know, really good. You're near to uh, Waterloo Station. So again, really easy to get around um, London. It's more affordable. You mean you are slightly a little bit more removed from the city centre, but to be honest, it's really easy to get around. You know, you can walk over Westminster Bridge. You've got Big Ben, uh, Houses of Parliament there. As I say, you know, walk down South Bank. That South Bank walk is is lovely. Again, some really good hotels um, in that area. Um, so that would probably be my second choice. Um, and I know that's a popular area because we're often asked about um, staying there. So yeah. Great views, as I say, you're going to get great views of Westminster, London Eye, if you kind of stay in that South Bank area. Um, So my third choice um, of area would be um, Tower Bridge in the City of London. Um, Now, this area really is dominated by history. And yes, it is a main business district, but it's a great area if you love history and for sightseeing. We stayed uh, just beside the Tower of London last year. Fantastic hotel there. Uh, and great. So we, we had an early tour with walks, the um, opening ceremony of the Tower of London. So it was fantastic to just literally be on the doorstep of, of the tower. So we got up and straight went straight to the tour. And of course, we had a tube station on our Tower Hill tube station, literally on the doorstep of the hotel. So we could get around London without any issues whatsoever and very close to the river. So again, if we want to jump on, a, on the Uber boat, very easy. And, you know, you've got the Tower of London next to you. You've got, you've got the Shard opposite. Um, you can walk across Tower Bridge, you know, go to Borough Market. So, you know, it's a really nice place to stay. Um, it is quiet at the weekend because obviously uh, City of London, people um, aren't working at the weekends. So it will be quiet. It's not, as they say, it's not kind of like Covent Garden where you've got that real kind of neighbourhood feel. But it is, it's an area that I would still definitely choose to stay at. So I think 
Probably um, those are my three favourite areas. And I'm sure that, you know, if you're listening and you've stayed in London, you may have your own favourite area that you've stayed in. But for us, I think kind of Covent Garden, South Bank and, and around the Tower of London are the three areas that we love to stay in. But obviously there are other areas. So let, let's have a chat about some of those. Another area to consider is uh, the South Kensington, Knightsbridge, Belgravia and Chelsea. So those are perfect areas really for families because um, you've got access to wonderful museums, uh, great for culture lovers and shoppers. So, I mean, main things in that area, you've got the Natural History Museum, Science Museum, v and um, museums in um, South Kensington or South Ken, as it's known to locals. Um, obviously, you've got... Um, uh, Kensington Palace as well if you want to head there um, you know you've got Hyde Park if you enjoy walks and you want to go have a walk around Hyde Park um, Knightsbridge um, is obviously the home of one of the most famous department stores in the world Harrods um, which is worth a visit if you like shops I mean I go because I love the food halls in in Harrods so yeah that's a, a it's a good area to stay in a little bit a little bit more tricky I guess for transport connections to some areas but it depends where you stay I mean you have got the tube so you've got tube links uh, from South Kensington and Knightsbridge so to be honest pretty pretty good area to stay as I say um there, there are some pretty good and very expensive hotels in in that area but also you will find some more affordable uh, accommodation too a fourth area to consider is the Fitzrovia and Bloomsbury areas. Um, they're brilliant, really uh, great areas for stay if you're uh, traveling with a family. Um, because you've got a lot of spacious squares and leafy streets, it's you know it's really nice. It's just actually north of Covent Garden area, so it's within easy reach of central areas and the theatres and shops of the West End. You know, it was it was seen as a literary and intellectual capital of the city. So you've got various university buildings and lots of tree lined squares. You know, so it's it, Fitzrovia is an interesting district. You know, you've got family homes, apartment blocks, lots of cafes and pubs. And it's a good area to stay in London if you like exploring museums because there's lots of different interesting museums in that area. And obviously, um, Bloomsbury, you've got the British Museum. Um, so it's a historic and literary, literary district uh, within easy reach of uh, central London areas. So it's quite a quiet, um, more sedate area to stay in. So Perfect, I suppose, if you've got um, younger children or if you want to stay um, a little bit out of the action. Um, but again, lovely area to stay in. Um, now, if you love shopping, um, then probably the Mayfair, Marylebone and Oxford Street area would be a really good area to stay in for you. Um, very popular with celebrities, shoppers and lovers of fine dining. You know, I'm sure most people have heard of Mayfair because it's uh, the most exclusive district in the city of London, in London, and the most sought after area on the Monopoly board. Um, so it's this part of the capital borders Hyde Park's eastern edge and is filled with very smart hotels, upmarket eateries and elegant townhouses. Um, so obviously this is a very uh, popular place for celebrities to stay. But it is it is a little bit more pricey. Um, it is the smartest part of London. So you're going to get luxury hotels and Michelin starred restaurants all over the place. But, you know, if, if you on a budget, this is not the area to choose. Um, you're going to get a limited budget accommodation, if any, in that area. But, you know, there are there are options if you wanted to stay in there. There are I know there are a couple of uh, one or two B&Bs that we do list for that area. Uh, next area that I want to talk about is Westminster and St. James, which is an excellent option for those of you who want to see all the sites, um, enjoy walking and relaxing in beautiful parks and have a little bit of luxury. It's actually a perfect location if you're taking a weekend break into London. 
So obviously you're near Victoria Rail and Coach Stations, which this makes it ideal location really if you're going to ride by public transport. I've got Big Ben, House of Parliament, Westminster Abbey, Buckingham Palace, Green Park. So lots and lots to see in that area. I know actually the area around Victoria comes up quite often because it's a little bit more budget friendly. Not a great area for to museums, but again, you know, you can just jump on the tube and, and go down to South Kensington to the museums. And obviously most hotels are aren't, you're not close to the Thames. So if you want to be close to the river, that's probably uh, not the best place to stay. Now, if you're into um, shopping and you want light nightlife, so if you, you, you want to go out and about at night, then Soho and Leicester Square is probably the best place to stay. Um, you've got all the shops of central London, Carnaby Street, Bond Street, Oxford Street, Regent Street. Um, you know, Leicester Square is the cinema central of London. It's where all the big London film premieres take place. Um, and also that area borders on the theatre land. So obviously, if you want to um, see the theatre, fantastic. Shopping, amazing. Liberty, Hamleys, designer boutiques. I've got Chinatown, fantastic area. Um, is there for nightlife? You've got shops, cinemas, dining, theatres, lots of nightlife going on. You've got Chinatown's restaurant. So you've got some lo- yummy, affordable food. Con for this area is that it's very, very busy and again, not very many budget options in that area. So, but those are kind of the, the main areas that I would kind of suggest. On top of that, I will talk about, I'm just going to have a look at my notes because there are quite a lot of areas. I mean, we cover 12 in our article um, and I have, as I say, I've got uh, articles about each of those. I guess one of the other areas that I would mention, I'm going to mention, is around um, Camden and King's Cross. So King's Cross had a bad rep for a long time. And I, actually, I know that people kind of go, oh, no, it's not, it's not a great area of London to stay in. But actually, you know, there's been a lot of regeneration in the King's Cross area. You know, it's a good area if you're on a budget. You've got excellent uh, links for the Eurostar. And if you're traveling up to Scotland from um, obviously King's Cross and from um, St Pancras International. Obviously, you've got Camden in that area as well, which is amazing. Camden Market, fantastic food options. Um, you know, it, that is a, it's a really eclectic area around Regent's Canal. You've got the shops, you've got the stores. You've got um, the Cold Rops Yard, which is uh, fairly new, which has got shops and um, lots of different eateries. You know, it's lovely. It's not an area, though, if you want five-star luxury, I will say that, if you really want to stay in uh, in the King's Cross area, not really going to find that kind of high end hotel. But um, saying that there are there are some there are some really good and not cheap hotels actually in the area. But yeah, so I would say it's a good area really if you're again if you're looking at transport links to outside of London, it's it's a great area to stay in, and it is a little bit more uh, budget friendly. Um, certainly uh, going up towards Camden. You know, so, yeah, so you've got loads of different options there. Um, I think I've probably gone through about six or seven now. So those are probably our most favourite areas to stay in in London. Obviously, you could go out a little bit further and go out towards um, Greenwich. Greenwich is another nice area to stay in. Uh, and London, a little bit further out, uh, you could stay in Notting Hill area, which is, I mean, Notting Hill, fantastic. If you in Instagram, I want to take loads of pictures of the beautiful homes because it is gorgeous um, and obviously you've got the market and obviously it's featured in many movies so it's pretty pretty famous but obviously you know you've got lots of different options 
I think the best thing to do is after this podcast um, is to go and have a look at our articles. Choose which area. I mean, which area did I talk about that you kind of went, oh, that sounds just perfect for me or for my family? Have a look. Have a look on the website. Look at the general article that I've got and then choose the area, as I say, that goes, "Mm, that sounds like that's for me. Um, And then read our more detailed article on the area. To say we've got lots of different options for each area in terms of accommodation. We also have articles on the website, you know, so we've got best hotels in London for families. We've got best hotels in London um, for larger groups as well. Um, We've got budget uh, London accommodation options, mid-range. I don't think I've put a luxury one together yet. Maybe I should. Um, yeah, so have a look through those um, and use those to choose your best place, place to stay in London. If you still have any questions, pop over and join our Facebook group, um, UK Travel Planning. On Facebook, it's a private group. We do vet all applications for that group. So come over. It's a safe environment. Come and ask. If there's something you're thinking about, it's like, you know, have a chat or just look at actually what we've already talked about in the group because there's lots and lots of posts about there and people are kind of going, oh, is this is this a good area? Is that a good area? And obviously I do point them towards the podcast and um, the website. Anyway, thanks for listening this week. It's been great to chat to you. And um, I want to say, as always, the uh, show notes will be on the website, uktravelplanning.com forward slash episode 68. That just leaves me to say until next week, Happy UK Travel Planning.